strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your boy Hank, holding it down. We got, uh, send our best wishes to Drew, my co-host. He's got a, a sick child again, had to take her to the hospital yesterday, so he's unable to be with us. Uh, thoughts and prayers to you, brother. You know we love you. But uh, at this point, I guess we could call you a, a, a temporary co-host, per- temporary permanent co-host. We've got my boy Chef Kyle in the house. What's going on, brother? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Happy to be here. Happy Sunday. Yes, we are sir. Gathering, yes, sir. We are gathering on the Lord's Day of Rest. So, you know, beautiful thing. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got the amazing Heidi Love from the Unfiltered Rise <laughs> podcast joining us today. Miss Heidi, how are you doing? Good. How are you all doing today? You guys doing good? Everybody's happy? Well, except yes, you sound ma'am. like you got a cold, Kyle. You got a cold? I'm a little stuffed up. Yep. Uh oh. Is that why you're drinking the magic potion? That's why. Did I'm you get it? Did you get it from Joseph Smith? Ooh, I sure <laughs> hope not. <laughs> and we woke up yesterday morning and it was 43 degrees outside. Oh, is that like not normal for you guys at all? Well, considering two weeks ago it was 100. <laughs> oh, it's, my it's just been a drastic shift, real quick. And uh, my sinuses have been just full chaos mode for the last two, three days. And it well, happens anytime the, the weather that's flops, because but they're spraying us. Yeah. <laughs> and I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, so that definitely oh, doesn't well, help that too. anything. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I acknowledge I do it to myself, but uh, no, but they're saying, okay, so I got on, I jumped on this morning and people are talking about the moon phases not being quite right this month. Did you see that? That up. Uh, like a piece of the moon and people were like all off on their girl problems and everything. And I was like, really? is this Mandela effect? My daughter, th- this happened. Like, I don't have that happen. So I have to go to other people because <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm I'm done. Six kids is enough kids. Like, Amen. come on. Woo. Yeah. So, but yeah, she said that happened to her too. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this actually real? What? So maybe we were Mandela again. I don't know. I don't pay attention to like what what the forecast for the moon phases are, but I look at it every night when I take my dogs out and maybe I just don't know how this whole whole existence thing works, but the moon <laughs> of us the moon makes no sense like from a night, you know, cuz you can you can track the progression of the sun day from day. It's going to be a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further. But the moon does not play by the same rules because one night it'll be here and it'll be really big. And then the next night it's going to be like 40 degrees away and really far away. But then the next night it's, it, it just doesn't play by any, it don't play fair is is well, like, I don't, I don't understand, but it, there's well, definitely sucks, some crazy stuff going on with the moon. It sucks energy. Like if you measure like different degrees of how it, it, it actually sucks energy. It doesn't 
give it's like opposite as above so below the sun gives energy the moon takes it so I, I always I always think it's kind of weird because there is and we're going to get into Mormonism, but it, there is a little weird thing that happened with Joseph Smith. Later, they were talking about how there were Quakers on the moon, <laughs> like people, Quakers. And, and I'm, I'm just like, picturing the dude from the oatmeal uh, up there. Yeah, that's- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his wife or something, I, I would assume seven wives or something like that. I'm like, OK, seven Quakerettes and a dude. I don't know. I'm like, it was so weird. It was such a blip. And of course the church came out later. Oh, no, 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 that didn't happen. There's so many things like that that never happened. Don't go look it up. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't happen. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that and getting our own planet and all those things. If you go look it up now, they're like, "Ah, who would say that? That's stupid. I'm like, well, you guys said that because I'm old and I remember. So (laughs) I'm like, eh. I remember learning this when I was a kid, you know, but yeah, they try to play it off. Like they do the whole superstar thing. Like, don't talk about it. Just deny, deny and walk away. <laughs> so um, I, I'm pretty sure you've said it because I've heard you on several shows. Um, mm-hmm. Are you from Utah? I am. I live in Utah. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> I'm in the, for Mecca the last of- couple of years, Arkansas and BYU have had a football series going on oh. and one one thing my boss has always asked me is how many black Mormons have I ever met? <laughs> and you you I, know I'm, why, right? And I'm like, well, boss, uh, very few. And if by very few you mean zero, then there would, you know. And I, because I, I've known there's Mormon church about thirty minutes away from here. Um, my mom was really good friends with a Mormon couple, and they were great folks. And you know, I met several of the Mormon. I, I guess you call them preachers, the guys that door, the door knockers, you know, oh, the they, missionaries, uh-huh. yeah. the missionaries. But, um, one thing I've always wondered is, do you know if BYU as a, as a college makes exemptions for their athletes that come to play sports there? Like, or do, do the athletes that come to BYU have to practice the Mormon faith while they're there? Hmm, that is a good question. I know because for I want to the... say their head coach is is Hawaiian of a of yeah, of, but or he's some he he he's not he's not a Mormons. white man, he's not a black guy. And so I'm just Mormons, wondering yeah, they have if a they're big, making an exception. They have a big following with Hawaiians and Samoans, uh, any uh island Pacific people they really have reached out to and done a really? lot of charity. Yeah, they are and and the reason why you don't see very many black people because they're smart. Let me explain because they weren't allowed into our church until I believe it was 1958 when they changed that. I don't quote me on the exact date, but it was right after all the segregation was ending that they were even allowed to hold the priesthood because This is the story that I was told as a child versus the story that they come out with now. I would, and, and I'll give this disclaimer. Like you said, there are very many Mormon people that are wonderful people, just like there's some government officials that are like, maybe your local mayor, that's a nice guy or a sheriff. That's a nice guy. Does that mean I trust the government? No. Should you trust a big big church. That's one of the wealthiest in all of the world. Probably not. So when it gets to the top level, that it's a lot different, but these other people that are just the kids knocking on your door, they're 19 to 21. They go home after they're 21 and they're kids. 
you know, they're just out there doing what they think the Lord has called them to do. And they know they probably don't know any of the stuff that we're going to talk about, because even me as a Mormon for 34 years, brought up in it, everything. I didn't know most of this stuff until I got out. You have to really research, but also, so the story goes is that when there was the war in heaven and it was between God and Lucifer and the angels were cast out, the ones that followed Lucifer were cast down with him. And then the ones that followed God went with God, but there were some that didn't decide and they were called the fence sitters. And if you look it up like Mormon fence sitter, I'm pretty sure you'll find some information. So the fence sitters were were cursed because they didn't pick a side and they turned them shades of brown and black because of their curse. Then there's also the curse of Cain, which they also endorse and believe. And the church was extremely racist and did not allow them to hold the priesthood because they were those things, either cursed or fence sitters in their lineage for a long time until like segregation ended until the fifties. And so they also pushed not marrying interracially, which really, that wasn't a reason why I left, but it always bothered me because my brother married, my mom married a half Latin, half native. My brother married a black gal that was from Chicago back East. So our family and my sister married actually a Hawaiian, he's half Hawaiian, half Chinese, and they're not together anymore, but they had all their kids together. And so, and he was a coach. And I'll tell you, it, it happens a lot with the Polynesian community. They focus highly on the Polynesian community because they're so family oriented. Their big trick is when they come knocking on your door is that hopefully, and the, it's not the kids that have the trick, although they do give them, one of my neighbors went on a mission and he had to come home because of the lovely 2020. And so he told me some things. He's like, you know, they have all these forums. They have this like uh, different apps to like respond to things like that. It's like a salesman type pitch thing. If you get this question, go say this. If you do this, go, it's all, it's all pre-programmed. They're, they're programmed. They go to a mission training center before they go out in the field to learn all this stuff. So they're there for quite a while and, and they're on their missions for almost two years. So long story short, they're hoping when they knock that you have some dead relative dead child or are really family focused. And they'll say, don't you want to be with your family forever? Like for time and all eternity. That's their, their thing, time and all eternity. Well, when we marry people, we marry them for time and all eternity, even though that's completely non-biblical. Cause what does Jesus say? What does the Bible say that there's no male or female in heaven? There's no marriage in heaven because when Jesus answered that question to the man who said, which one of the husbands will be this wife, because she had all these husbands die. He said, it won't be that way in heaven. That's why it's always said till death do you part. So we're not, we don't even, I don't think we'll even have like a sex when we, when we're gone and we, we don't have a body. So, I mean, the Mormons kind of use that and prey upon people that really like are family oriented. So that's why they have a huge, huge thing in the Hawaiians, Polynesians, all that they're very family oriented. So I think that's why they sneak into that, but black people, they're not so easy to, they're more sus. They're like, what? Like they start looking up a couple things and they're like, I'm not going to that church because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. In 1958, you didn't, you just barely let us in. I'm sure there's, I would have feelings. I would have definite feelings about that. So I, that's my, my long story short on that, but. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's life, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, back when, you know, back, it, it, it was probably close to 15 years ago, I guess the, uh, the couple my mom was friends with, they had a son that was around my little brother's age and they were really great friends. And I guess they were doing, they were doing something at the church building. And I can't remember what it was, but like the whole congregation was gathering and Laura and her husband brought me and my brothers. And you would never think mm-hmm. that by walking in their church building from to, and looking at, you know, these photos that you sent me, that there would be any kind of connection. Uh, no, because here's the I thing. I mean, I've never the- bought into, never bought into even because I've glanced through the Book of Mormon, but to me, it's I, I can't I, I can't take anything covered one letter cover to cover. I can't give it credibility because I know that this man is saying he received this from an angel. Yes, and I think he definitely did. And I think even if you want to argue that the Bible was penned by man, at least the the men that pen the Bible give credit straight to God himself, right. not some intermediary. Right. Yep. And like I well, think people the, real quick, I think people, people fail to nice. realize that the men that pen the Bible didn't pull these ideas out of thin air and put them down of their no. own volition. It was almost like automatic writing. Not every well, part of the Bible, because they also put their own two cents into it, but it was all of it was like given to them through the Holy spirit by God. Like, like it wasn't their own ideas. These men didn't just pull this out of their own ass and put it on paper. Excuse my language. (laughs) No, you don't have to. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I'm, I'm uh, the thing that my husband always really focuses on with the church is, is like, if you go look for archeological evidence of the Bible, you will find it. You will find Dead Sea Scrolls. You will find, um, old things that came from there in biblical times that match up the places exist. All the things go with it. So if you go try and do that with the book of Mormon, you'll find nothing except for Joseph Smith. Um, there's they, he talked about having this big war in the, in the book of Mormon on the Hill Cumorah, where he lived basically really close by him that the church now owns. Now, if they wanted to prove this, there would be thousands of bodies buried in this hill from battle, just like we can go to Gettysburg, right? You can, I've been there. You can go there. You can see that there was a battle that was fought there. You can't do that on this hill because it doesn't exist. And if they wanted to prove it, I would be digging it up and saying, yeah, let's find all the dead people that were in this war that he said that happened and prove it, but they can't. And so instead what they did is they planted a whole bunch of trees and have now said that they will not excavate it because, you know, we got to save the trees. So Uh how convenient they'll never, they'll never do anything to prove it because we all know it's unprovable. And I, and with the automatic writing, thing like the stuff that was given for the bible was on scrolls that was put together it wasn't even it wasn't even automatic like the people that wrote each book they had a dead sea scroll for that scroll and then that is backed up by the bible and it matches really well like Mm -hmm. there's none of because joseph smith did automatic writing for the book of mormon and i believe that he absolutely did and i don't believe it was from a angel from God. 
angels are deceptive and we're warned in the Bible that you, you sure. have to be careful, you know, because we never know. And how many times has a fallen angel come to someone like I can name a few and I would love, I'm going to find me a John D expert someday. And we're going to go down this road because John D saw an angel and what came of it, the Enochian alphabet and what came of that multiple religions, right. in the occult. So, uh, let's go to Alistair Crowley. He saw an angel. It wasn't AWAS. It wasn't an angel to him, it appeared as an alien. Why? Because he was dark and he would receive that type of thing. Because what sure. do angels say? Whether well, if you see an angel, what do they say? The first thing out of their mouth, do not be afraid. Yep. So they're going to appear to you. However, you're willing to like, okay, I can handle this, you know, like this is okay for my brain. So they can appear any way they want. That's all over the Bible that the Nephilim can take any shape, any human shape, beast, whatever they can do that. And it's known. So, I mean, he, what did he do? What was Awas told Crowley to do what? Write a book. And he did. And it became a religion and it's called the Lima. And he wrote the book of the law. So, and he wrote many others on top of that. Then we got Jack Parsons and we go out and playing in the desert with, uh, the Scientology guy and they're out there and what happens? The angels tell them to write a book. So they write a book and they start a religion and it's Scientology. And what happened with Joseph Smith? He saw angels. And what happened? He wrote a book and he started a religion. I'm sorry. There's too many coincidences. That's a lot. Well, you got to remember also what the, what the book of revelation said about the, uh, the fallen angels and, and Lucifer. He said that they're going to appear as, uh, ministers of righteousness and angels of light they're not going to come up as some scary red dude with horns and a pitchfork and big bad uglies that crawl with broken bodies they're not going to do that they're going to try to come to you as something they know you'll accept except and, crowley and, yeah because well, he was dark but see, but see, they <laughs> he knew, was so but they scary knew what crowley would accept and he would ex he wouldn't have accepted something beautiful and no. of the light he would he needed it to be something dark and obscure yep so I they agree, obliged. 100. Yep. What was your, what's your question, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you left the, the Mormon church, did you go straight to Christianity or did you take like a little bit of a break and then kind of look into other religions? How did that how did that play out? I think what happened for me was I always knew Jesus was real. I always had the deep rooted feeling because. I had that really, I had a really hard childhood. I was really like abused in every sort of way. And my family was so messed up that I called to God from a very young age. Like I knew that God was real. I just didn't know what to do with this whole church thing, but your whole family's in it. So then my mom got out and she became a Stevens minister for a Christian non-denominational church. So it was easier for me to go to her. And then my husband as well, he was already saved. And so they both had this good, you know, foundation, biblical foundation of Christianity because they don't teach you the Bible. Well, they might now, but back when I grew up, it was solely focused on Joseph Smith and the book of Mormon. The Bible was kind of like, yeah, it's there. Uh, it might not be correct because they might've translated it wrong and that's it. That's all they say. So you don't really focus your time and study on that. So luckily I had people surrounding me that were like, Hey, look at this, look at that. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Because I would say 90% of people that leave become atheist. 
I mean, or Gnostic or Gnostic. And, and it's sad to me because they don't have the foundation in Christ because it's not there. We're not taught that. The only reason I had it is because I had a crap life and I ended up a ward of the courts by the time I was 12. So I was constantly calling on God, like, please help me. You know, I mean, so when you go through struggle, you grow, you know, and, and back then God to me was just God. And I didn't know a difference, you know, between Mormon God and God, (laughs) but Mormon God is not, they don't even believe in the Trinity. They believe that the Holy ghost and Jesus Christ and God are three separate people and that they're completely separate entities and have nothing to do. And they actually believe that God had sex with Mary, like literal, not like a divine, none of that. They believe that it was like a sexual thing and that he was part man, just like any other man. They, that's what they think. So have you ever seen the the series that came out a while back called Hell on Wheels? Not Hell on Wheels. Oh, that's a different one. I thought you were going to say Under the Banner of Heaven. No, I've no. never seen that one. But Hell on oh, Wheels is probably one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, it's a story of it right after the uh, Civil War. It's a story surrounding the the building of the Transcontinental Railroad, and there's a section of the of the show where they're ending up going through Utah and they're having to deal with the Mormons a lot. And mm-hmm. Brigham Young is alive at this time, and I was really hoping you had seen it because I was wondering, you know, if you were knowledgeable in you know, middle 1800s Mormonism, you know, it was that portrayal of it because they were, they're, they're portrayed in the show as they mentioned God, but they put all their stock and faith into a man who was, it was almost like the American version of Catholicism. The way it was portrayed, they had an intermediary, you know, Brigham Young was the, the the what he, what the line of the lord and and he mm-hmm. he he alone interpreted god's will and and all that and very pope-like ish and it's it's more than it's actually worse than the catholics because the catholics don't believe in any direct revelation any further they're done with it they study and they do get led by the pope but we believe and i say we because i'm talking about mormons i'm out i don't want to even go there, but I still say it. So anyways, Mormons believe that whoever is the president of the church at that time. So then it was Brigham, but before that it was Joseph. And like right now we have one right now. And so they believe that that is a literal prophet, a living prophet who can actually talk to God and receives direct revelation from God. So that whole thing about the, um, the race card that I was telling you that they changed later, that was because God told them to change it, not mm. because of politics, not because it fit good, not because it made sense, but because God somehow all of a sudden in that perfect timing. And that's what they'll say. Well, it was perfect timing, but here's the fun part of it. Brigham Young was kind of a monster and everybody knew like he had, he had tons of wives. He was super racist. There's tons of comments about him saying like, if you were to find your wife in bed with a black man, it's better for you to spear them both through than to let them live. Like he was horrible. Like, and so when all that stuff started coming out, the church will turn it and they'll say, but he was just a man. Wait a minute. 
I thought he was divinely a prophet of God doing the work of God. And what does it say in the Bible about prophets? If they're wrong once, that's it. You throw everything out that they say, right? It's in the Bible. Sure. But the Mormon church doesn't do that. They turn it around and they say, well, of course it was the times. Well, of course he's just a man. Well, of course, blah, blah, blah. He had so many wives because all the men died in the war and, and all these wars coming up with, you know, I'm moving glad you across. mentioned oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that's... that was another aspect of, that in hell on wheels was, I'm going to watch this. I, I really hope you do. If not just to. for the involvement of the Mormons, because yeah. our your your main character actually gets deeply intertwined with the Mormons. Um, but uh, they are very standoffish and oppositional to the federal government at the time. Well, they were in general because and I they know that there was a big there. war, yeah. pretty much a war between the American government and the Mormons mm -hmm. because of polygamy. Because. Yes polygamy they would not let them become a state and so they tried to become their own state and they called it the state of deseret and then when that was happening they wouldn't give them full statehood which is why their name got changed to utah later but that was all because of the abstinent against you know polygamy and they they weren't going to let it go and so as long as and now they say okay unless you're flds now flds still follows the same rules that like your show is probably at like they still have multiple wives and different things but the normal mainstream lds people now have to follow the letter of the law so they say okay you have to follow the law of of the world or whatever sure. you know so that that in essence ended that war when they gave up on the polygamy thing but they never did in the temple and i'll explain it but it, they did on paper but they didn't they didn't in the temple because to this date like when i got my i went to the temple i married in the temple to my first husband who left me was on meth had a girlfriend like didn't take care of my kids. Didn't, I couldn't even find him for two years to divorce him. Like this was a disaster. Okay. And so they still said to me, you cannot have a temple divorce until you have another husband lined up to take his place. And if you do have another husband lined up and he fits all the qualifications, we still have to write a letter to your ex-husband getting permission for you to go through the temple with him. And he basically gets to decide my fate. Like if he didn't want to, and believe me, he would have not, he, he, he never did. I never went through with my second husband. So they get to decide for you, unless you go through a whole council and you, you have to take your case and plead your case and all this stuff. And then it gets one worse, which is when my ex-husband said, I don't care if they do sanction it, I'm not going is because my son was born. He's my, my not my first husband, not the guy that I went through the temple with. Right. So he said, I said, we have to get him sealed to us because, um, we're, we had this son, you know, in our marriage and they're like, no, you don't. And he goes, what do you mean? No, I don't. And he's like, well, technically her, her ex-husband was a proxy for you and you're just going to take over his spot. 
So like my son is like sealed to this other guy and my ex has, he, he just lost his mind. He was like, this church is crap. I'm not going. I wasn't sure about it in the first place. This just pisses me off. I'm raising his kids and this guy gets to decide whether we get married. And now he's like the fake heaven father of my son. You got to be crazy. His only child, like that's his blood child. Jesus. And he just lost it. Yeah. He was done. He was like, but, 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 but if it were Kyle and Kyle wanted to get married tomorrow to another lady and leave his wife and leave that wife and leave another wife and leave another wife. Every single one of them would be sealed to him in the temple because he's a guy. Uh, and that is polygamy by proxy. My uncle was married seven times and not one of those needed a temple divorce because he's a man. He's married to all seven still like in the temple as far as that goes. And so they'll try and play it off. They'll try and say they've changed their ways. They say a lot of things, but when you leave it open by proxy and you lock it down for a woman, like I, that just doesn't even make sense to me. You know, I'm like, okay. I, I mean, some of my uncles weren't even justified and it lets the guys just hurry and randomly rapidly get remarried all the time. Cause they have no, they have no reason to not. And they push the not having sex before marriage so hard, even afterward that, you know, a lot of times the guy will do it just to get with a girl. And then she's just, you know, out of luck. She's out of luck, Chuck. So. My boss yeah. and I were talking yesterday while I was at work. Um, he knows I podcast and I'm a conspiracy that he calls me a nut because <laughs> I believe the earth is flat and all this stuff. Um <laughs> Like I genuinely believe he stares at the ceiling at night, writhing his fists in <laughs> anger because I believe the earth is flat. <laughs> but um, we got to talking about, you know, I said, I'm bringing a guest on. She speaks out against the Mormon church and stuff. And I'm really, you know, I really like her story. And he got to talking about how polygamy was necessary for yeah. the Mormons because after this war, have pretty much like half of the male population in the in the faith was decimated and so the other like you know you had you had twice as many wives and children out there that needed to be absorbed by other men and and i was just like if that was for the is widows that really the case though if that was for the widows and the older women, I would understand it, but they weren't marrying older women. They were marrying 14 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think so. They could have just let her wait till she was 19. And like, maybe a dude would be old enough by then. Like they didn't do that. They were marrying young girls. If they only married older women and they were like, we have to do this and take care of our, our people. Okay. But that's not the case. And which, you know, ironically, here we are in another circular moment. I mentioned to you earlier <laughs> that these garments that these people wear look yes. like something from the Middle East. Well, what do you see in Islam? Mm -hmm. Bunch of old cat, and I mean, senior old. citizen old marrying 12 year olds and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's you oh, another yeah. parallel. Mm -hmm. Really young brides, sometimes even as like horribly young. Yeah. Like, well, if they, 12 they wasn't can be horrible enough. Yeah, they, they actually marry infants and then wait, hopefully wait. But yeah, I mean, they don't care. And that that to me, that religion and and our like when I say our Mormon religion is very similar other than it's like the new age movement of Muslim, I swear, like and then they just just take out 
that one name put in Joseph Smith and then you're good. You know, that that's all they do. I mean, it cracks me up in a way, but then I'm like, well, it makes sense because if this was sent by a, a deceiving angel, it should be similar. Like, shouldn't the sure. story be similar, you know? And I mean, we used to have to veil our faces in the temple. Now they change this because God told the guy, right? No, because there was like a whole bunch of problems with women saying like, mm, we don't like this anymore. So they changed it. But we used to have to put that veil over our face when we were any time in the temple and they were doing something for the priesthood because we were not worthy because we couldn't receive the priesthood to even set our eyes upon it. And so it was just certain parts of the ceremony that they had women do that. And now they don't. Now it's different. But I think it's always the church is really politically correct a lot of times. Like they'll be really incorrect and then they'll go full board correction like it's like a flip side just like with the whole you know when the priesthood got given to the people later that were black or brown or whatever they were like oh because it was a revelation but it was like during that same time frame so it makes you go hmm yeah okay same thing one guy came out and spoke out against uh you know, the pride thing and all that stuff a few years ago. Well, they took that right back this year because there's too much of it going on. So they, they were like, oh, well, just kidding. We, <laughs> not that they endorse it per se, but they were like, that was a little harsh. <laughs> and so now they're like, just kidding, you know, and it, it just, it, it amazes me the amount of times that they've redone the Book of Mormon, if it's perfect in its entirety, just like we can compare the Holy Bible to the Dead Sea Scrolls. There's not a lot of difference. There's very few differences. Like it, if it is, it's like grammatical and they argue about these little tiny words that are like was or were or something little. But no, it's not like that with the Book of Mormon. They they actually have had their copies redone so many times that one of the guys that I followed after I got out, look, Kyle was asking about, I went on and, and looked at these other people that were LDS that left. And one of them's named um, Bishop Earl. A bishop to us is like a priest for, for Catholics. And he used to be a bishop and they gave him they gave him an assignment because I think he knew some Hebrew or maybe so I'm not sure exactly what he knew, but they gave him an assignment to take one of the original copies of the Book of Mormon and do something with it was some kind of translation thing. And after that, he left. He was like, uh, yeah, none of this is like anything to do with anything we do now. So he's like, OK, like it was just weird, you know, and and so you see these things. And it goes so high up and they basically represent the Godhead. So you, when you have, when you're in the church, there's the prophet, the president, the prophet, they've kind of changed it. See how they do that. Mm -hmm. The prophet sounds, sounds too. Ooh. So what do they do that? He's the president. Now, now I hear it all the time. He's the president. And I'm like, they do these little sneaky things. So then he has you know, his first counselor and second counselor. So what's that? It represents a Godhead, right? Sure. So there's three. And then he has the quorum of the 70. And it's all these guys that like know these deep, deep secrets that are even more so than what I could ever tell you, because there's something called a second anointing. Like we go through and do the ones that I showed you on the paper and I'll talk about with the temple rites, but they do another one called a second anointing that we don't even see. 
that we and and it got leaked. I don't even know who leaked it, but you can go and check it out. And it it's basically kind of like when the Catholics gave the people back in the day, they would sell them like their way to heaven. I can't remember those names, but they would say, oh, if you, if you pay us this much money, you can go to heaven and here's your paper. It's kind of like that situation. Like you can get oh, okay. bought in. They'll, they'll <laughs> deny this. They'll say this is not true. But I also speak out in truth for Mormons. Like I, I listen to a lot of programs where they've interviewed people and this one girl that they interviewed and they were like, yeah, they beat their wives and they choose the the husbands and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, your family just sounds like they were crazy. Like, no, they, they don't do that. Like they don't encourage beating your wife. They don't encourage choosing a husband for anybody. They don't, they don't, this is not part of their doctrine anymore. But then these other people come out against it because maybe they had a bad dad or a bad family uncle or somebody, or they were sexually abused in it, which they've had a lot of sexual abuse cases, just like the Catholics. But like, that's all men. That's not in this. It's not in the church. It's not like sure. it, it has happened. And I do believe some of the stuff and a lot of the stuff we do in the temple, it calls out it puts out energy, negative, bad energy. And I wouldn't doubt at the top level, there's some weird SRA type stuff, but I can't prove or show you anything that says that I'm just, that's, that's how it is, you know? So, but there is a lot of Satan-y type worship in there. Mm. <laughs> we got the inverted stars. And when you go in and you first go through the temple, everything is really similar to the Masons because Joseph Smith was a master mason and he became a master mason in two days he became a freemason and then within 48 hours he was rose up to the level of master mason which is really weird because he had an older brother and the older brother died and they don't know it was like a real sudden they were like oh sudden sudden illness well masons are known for like uh sacrificing their eldest sons to like make it you know higher yeah and then yeah, yeah. yeah and then joseph smith's son his first baby that was born to him was a son and it was shortly after that extremely deformed ex barely lived and they named it the dead brother's name and i'm like there's some crap and then all of a sudden he's master mason so after he's a master mason he goes through their temple ceremony because they have a temple ceremony as well and i've spoke to the new york patriot who was an oto member and i've spoke to a couple people that were masons and they say it's the same thing as a not he's like you got to go watch a gnostic mass it's like very similar you get naked you put on these new robes you guys get naked, you put on this new thing, like you have the sash thing, you have the apron, like he was talking all about it to me. He's like, you got to go watch some parts of this are similar, like the way they they don't do this anymore. They used to say they'd slit their throats or slit their bowels before they'd speak a word of the stuff I'm telling you. Yep. And they don't do it anymore because people got uncomfortable. So in the 1980s, they were like, hey, God told us we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but it's a Gnostic mass. That's the same thing. Why are we doing similar stuff as an OTO ritual at any point, even if they did stop? Like, what? why is it so close to masonry? And when you go and look at the church site now, because 
everything blew up after the internet came about. When the internet came about, they had to start backtracking like nobody's business. And at first they tried to keep people from going on. They, they were like, we have our own website. You can talk to your own people. You can talk to your bishop. Uh, doubt your doubt, doubt your doubts. Don't doubt your faith. That was what they would, that was like their slogan. It was like a slogan all over the place. And so for a while there that worked, but people were just too curious. They would hear these crazy things. And so they had to go backtrack. And now there's a video out that says, yeah, why, why is Mormons like masonry? Oh, because blah, blah, blah. And now they admit that he's a Mason, but that was never a thing when I was young. And they also denied that he was a polygamist when I was young. They denied all of that. They're like, oh no, that's, that's the Brigham Young did that later because of the war. Well, what about Joseph Smith? He already had a whole bunch of wives. He had over 30. So what about that? That was before they made it to, you know, the whole big deal with the federal government that was under Brigham. So what about that? And if they were already fighting about polygamy, then how was the so-called war the cause? It can't be. It happened after the fact. They already sure. were pissed. Yeah. So it doesn't, their timeline never adds up, but they don't care. They just, they just push it under a rug and say like, it's, it's fine. You know, we don't do that anymore. So, <laughs> but wild. you know, yeah, we get the new underwear. Masons get new underwear. Um, I wore those underwear. They are a t-shirt <clears throat> and like boxer briefs for women as well it's like without the flaps but they look like that's they go to the knee and they're long they come to like here a cap sleeve they have a ruler over your um, umbilicus they have that goes sideways then they have the square and compass over each nipple and then the ruler on the i believe it's the right knee so yeah all these signs and symbols. And I wore them for a long time and had no idea. I had no idea, but that's how it is. And the first time you go through, you're going through for yourself, but the second time and third time and any time after that, you're going through for dead people. And I mean, they just put all these names in genealogy bases. That's why they're really crazy about like ancestry. DNA is a Mormon based. That's a Mormon based thing. So they own that. Um, they're really into DNA because they want us all to know our family tree as far back as you can get it. And then you take all the names and you do this work for the dead. And they're supposedly waiting in like this waiting area in heaven, like not heaven, but in the beyond for us to do the work for them so they can ascend because they believe in three levels of heaven. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> i feel like i'm i'm over sometimes i no, talk a lot no i no, you were perfectly fine i'm just gobsmacked because i've never heard any of this you know i've never heard it you know I, i'm and i'm sitting here thinking damn and i really thought i knew something this is the about basics yeah this know. is the very basic and like they used to have where we would get naked like what i went through you had to get naked and put this poncho thing on that was open on the sides and sit on this stool thing is like a bench and come to find out later it's an altar which i had no idea and you're in a little dressing room no nothing sexual is happening to you but the fact that you have to be in there naked like and then somebody comes in and blesses you through the sides of it 
like that it's a lady, but, and then I'm sitting there and the only weird part about it is I was like, she's a lady. She can't have the priest. <laughs> and my dumb, my dumb brainwashed brain was like, hmm, where's the guy at? <laughs> he, I need a guy for this. She can't do this. <laughs> and then I I'm asked, I'm surprised they didn't have a guy doing that. That sounds yeah. like some weird fucking shit that they would do. Well, I think maybe they used to, and then they probably changed it because they, they changed, they change everything. They changed that God, whole ceremony. And then God said, ah, you know, we're not going to do you this You got no it. More. You got it. Like, yep. Dude, I see the pattern. He told, yep. He told the prophet. Yep. You're not wrong. And then it was because so many people were uncomfortable. So now they wear a jumpsuit instead of being naked in this poncho thing. They wear a jumpsuit that zips up and they only do it on your forehead, but they still do the same blessings. They bless your sinews and your loins and all this weird stuff so that you'll go forth and prosper and making babies and all this weird stuff. So as of now, as of now, you give it a couple of years and it'll probably switch up. A it'll little be bit. different. Then, then they'll be, they're going to be blessing your ears. Yeah. And your eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They'll change. They change it all the time. It's wild. Like, I think that's a sign right there. I think that's a, in my opinion, I think that's a sign. Like it, 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 so many changes within mm -hmm. that religion I, I guess um that has that has to like through generations that has to be a little weird like well back in my day we used to yeah like just like you're yep. saying when i was young we used to do it like this yep. now they do it like that and things have just changed so much and you you would think with like a a religion like that they would try to keep it the same they don't care because they, they say that God reveals it to the living prophet. It's a little different for the Pope. He has to at least go by guidelines that are already written because they don't believe in any current revelation. So they feel that all the revelation that's already taken place is already done. At least they have a solid foundation. That Pope can do whatever he wants and he may get criticized for it, but he doesn't base it on God told me like he might just do it because he's in charge, you know, at yeah. least he has the balls, excuse my language enough to say, I'm going to do this instead of like the Mormons who are so soft spoken. They're like, oh, but God said, so it's OK. You know, God, God told us. And I'm like, no. And it's a out. yeah, it's a manipulation too. even the way they speak. They speak really. If you watch how they speak at conference or like when they're on television at all it's a very soft monotone very unassuming male very unassuming male presentation to the world that they that they're not oh they would never hurt a fly they're just nice old grandpas you know that's what they want to come across like and then you find out some stuff later which has happened here we've had some really bad ritualistic sexual abuse cases here that are still open with like attorneys and sheriffs and all this stuff involved and people at the high levels. And, you know, that case is still open. Some people talk about it already, but I kind of feel weird, like other than the mention, because I mean, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. So I feel weird about going into a full thing on it, but if you look up the Levitt case, it's pretty disturbing. And I I don't doubt that there's some things that happened there. Yeah. It's, it's wild. <laughs> I know it's, I mean, and then let alone like the fact that if you're not married, your priesthood comes from your husband. So I always used to ask my grandma, like, well, what about people that don't get married? Like, 
what if they're the best people ever? They can't go to the the nicest heaven, the celestial kingdom, because they have the celestial kingdom, the telestial kingdom, and the terrestrial kingdom, and they're all separate. They're oh, all okay. three three heavens. Yeah, that makes sense because I was floating around on Reddit. Uh huh. I was trying to find those the the photos that that you were talking about because I found them last time, but I keep seeing these things and it says terrestrial yeah celestial and i didn't i was going to ask you I, yeah. I had no idea what that even meant but okay so those are the so three levels, three levels. and then there's then there's um kind of like purgatory which is reserved it, it's not called that they call it outer darkness and that's reserved solely for murderers and like people that leave the church and speak out against it like me so <laughs> that's what they say they say that that's solely reserved for that. And then hell is like, they kind of skirt around hell a little bit. They're kind of like, well, hell is because you didn't do what you were supposed to. So hell is like being on earth, but they don't really come out and say, yeah, you could go to hell except for outer darkness, which is murderers and people that leave and speak out. And so, and, or, and, or leave. I mean, I, you don't have to speak out, but if you turn against it, after you've gone to the highest level, then they feel that you are definitely going to go to outer darkness. So, yeah. Ridiculous. My, my husband was like, why are my parents so weird with you? And they're not weird with me because I left the church at 16. I just thought it would be the same for you. But then he mentioned to them one day, oh, she had gone through the temple. So then everybody knows what level you're at. Everyone. And so... Most people in Utah wear that as like a badge of honor. Like if you say, oh, yeah, I've been through everybody. Everybody in my neighborhood has like all of them. That's a thing. You know, like they've all I mean, there will be probably one in 10, maybe that haven't. And, you, you know, but if you leave, that's like a badge of like bad. And so his parents know I'm not I don't go and that I'm against it. So automatically they're like, ugh you know, she's going to go to hell. So don't bother wasting your time on her. Cause they're like still nice to like my husband or like other people in the family that aren't Mormon. Well, because you can still save them, you know, but you can't save savable. me. I'm an apostate. And once so, you've already Lord. been to the Mormon, once you've already been to the temple, you've done it. And then you leave, you're unsavable. You're fucked. You're shunned. Yep. But Unless I, if I went back and I begged for forgiveness and I went, uh, through like the whole excommunication and then I went to like uh it's like court like church court and then you go in front of all this panel of men and they decide your fate whether you're sorry or not and then they give you like they'll say like oh you have to wait a year and you have to get rebaptized like you were never done any of it and rework your way all the way back up and then go back through the temple maybe then <laughs> I'm never doing that by the way not because it's hard just because it's yucky. Like I, I never felt worse than I felt in that room because before you go to the temple, the church is really great. It keeps you busy and it's a little overwhelming on busyness, especially as a mom, but like they treat you well, they'll help you if you don't have food, they have all these great get togethers. It's very community based. It's there, if you have surgery, people will bring you casseroles if you know, whatever, all that, all of it. And so my allergies are bad too today. 
<laughs> Your Kyle's having a struggle. <laughs> I just took an allergy pill too. I don't know if it's helping or making it worse, but my cat's over oh. here, so I got cat. Uh, anyhow, it's the worst. <laughs> They're bad right now, but yeah. So uh, if you if you have that kind of community and they surround you and they treat you good, and especially they do to the youth. I mean, they really cater to the kids, which doesn't surprise me, Drew, that you had a really good relationship with the neighbor and stuff like they do basketball, they do dances, they do, you know, all this fun stuff. They do activities for kids and, and you can go meet a nice Mormon girl, you know, whatever, like they do combined things, whatever. But like later when you go through and you know, what's really up, you can't take that back. Like <laughs> then, you know, and you're sitting in church, like for a month afterward, like what the hell happened to me in there? It's bad. <laughs> it's not, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, I, I never joined. I, I was, I was close. I was tempted there for a while. There was like a two, three year stretch where I was tempted to go join mm -hmm. uh, the local um, Mason temple. <laughs> I had a, a guy that I was really good friends with. He was an older cat and he was telling me, like he was, he, he told me like the very first time he mentioned any of it, he was like, technically, if anybody finds out that I'm telling you this, I'm supposed to be like staked on a pole and my guts are supposed to be <laughs> yep. ripped out Still, of me and yeah, supposed to be like cast in the ocean or something like that. And I was just like, well, all right then. But he was telling me about how if I did this, cause I, I wasn't going to go into their blind. No. You know, I've always had reserves about it because of the ritualistic aspect of it. Like mm -hmm. he told me that there were, I was going to basically have to go strip down in front of a whole temple full yep. of strangers and yep. do some stuff. And I was just like, I'm not, I don't think that I want it that much. You know, you're like, uh, no, it might be I cold that day. <laughs> yeah, I, it's always cold. No, <laughs> no, but like I just—I was listening I to the New York Patriot about that, and one guy was like, "I would take a blue chew." <laughs> maybe it was somebody. I guess it, it wasn't even that. It's just why do I got to get naked? Yeah, you know, like why? Why do I have to get naked in front of mm -hmm. a group? Because it's all guys. Yep. You know that's. Well. It's scary. I mean, the stuff that is ritualistic is that way for a reason. And I really believe like, okay, with Joseph Smith and his, his upbringing, they served the house of a Brack. And that means they, they served a Braxis, which is a demon. Yeah. And I didn't learn this until I was way old. Like, I still don't think this is really out there much, but his mom had a direct quote that I sent to you. And it said, we have served the house of a brack just because we've done other like things like treasure digging, whatever doesn't mean we forget our service. And she was Scottish. So it makes sense, you know, because she was a healer as well. So I'm sure she had a background in the Magus in these kind of different things. So my, my whole point is, is like that whole religion later after your first time, you then go back for who the dead. Well, Abraxas is a necromancer. So it makes complete sense to my brain now. But like back then I was like, just, oh, this is what we do. And that's how we do it. You know, 
it makes sense to you because people are like, it didn't make sense to me. And I was always a questioner. And my grandma was just like, it's fine. It, you'll get used to it. And I'm like, I know, but that shouldn't be how it feels. Like it's kind of your end, unless you become really high up in the church, it's kind of the highest you can go, you know? And so it's supposed to be your best day ever. And it was not my best day ever. <laughs> it was sucky. You know, I'm just like, uh, sorry, know. you're, you're referring to the temple the day that, yes. okay. Yeah. That's supposed yep. to be like the, the highlight of your life. The pinnacle, because you get married for time. First thing you do is you get married for time and all eternity. And you do that kneeling over an altar, holding each other's hands. There's no tell death, do us part stuff. The, the guy just proceeds over it. He says what he wants. There's very few words. But the one thing they say is you'll be married for time and all eternity. And you look in these mirrors that face each other, which is very occult in nature. And they go on forever. Like when you can see through it, sure. like a tunnel of mirrors, that's what they have you look down. And I remember thinking this just feels creepy. Like I, I didn't feel like happy or, oh, this is my what That's your wedding day. Like in, in that church, that's your wedding. And if you've never been married before, see, I got a regular wedding because he was a Catholic. And so we had to wait a year and, and then he became Mormon. But uh, other people, if you were just going to get married your family cannot come if they're not Mormon and they don't have the, the whole card and they're temple worthy and the whole nine yards, which means you're, you're baptized into that church. That means you've already gone through the temple for yourself. That's a long time. You know, you've got to really put a lot of work in for all that. And so if you don't have that, your parents can't go. His parents couldn't go. Like when we went through that, I mean, That's and, wild. and, they wear the dresses that I sent you instead of their wedding dress and they put the wedding dress on afterward, or you can put the stuff over the top of the wedding dress. But by that time you got a lot of stuff on, you know, then you got your garments, the dress, then the robe, then the apron, all this stuff on top. And that apron, one of my guys that I just interviewed not too long ago, he was like the part that really got me was when you're in the temple ceremony, because it's like a creation ceremony and God's creating the earth and, and they're like talking to angels and the angels are like, let's go visit Adam. Is he okay? Blah, blah, blah. And then, so in the lone world, he's calling out to God and he's at an altar. And, and he used to say, they used to say Pele L, which means, oh, hear me false God. But too many people started learning what it meant. And so now it's just, oh God, hear the words of my mouth. But who shows up after he says that at an altar is Lucifer. And Lucifer is the God of this world, as we know. Mm -hmm. And he shows up with an apron, that green fig leaf apron that they wear. And he says, you better put this on because God's going to know you're naked. And so he gives the apron to us. And then the whole the whole congregation stands up and they're like, please put on your apron. Why are we doing what the hell the devil says? That doesn't even make any sense. Like what? Why are we doing something like representing? Oh, Lucifer brought you an apron. So let's stand up and put it on, you know, and the aprons used to look creepy. I sent you what Joseph Smith looked like. And it was Masonic and my grandma, my great grandma. So great. Yeah. Great grandma. She's gone now, but she told me 
those aprons were so much better. They were so much prettier. And then they changed to the fig leaves later. <laughs> and she's like, because they got a lot of pushback because there's occult stuff on them. There's like stars and moons and weird stuff on there. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Like the more I knew, the more I wished I hadn't known back then, but now I'm grateful, you know, right. but it just made me question. And you have to remember, like, I lost my whole family after this happened, like, except for my mom, <laughs> I, I've never had a good relationship with my in-laws because of this. I've never had, you know, felt accepted by them. <clears throat> my own grandma who raised me after the courts took us. She raised me and she came after me saying that I beat my kids. She brought CPS into it. She filed actual charges. She took me to court. And when she couldn't take my kids away, she sued me for like money. <laughs> and, and my whole family thinks I'm a thief and like a bad person and that I beat my kids. So, wow. Yeah. That's how bad it gets. You don't just leave unscathed. You don't just get a go now. And everybody knows, like, everybody's like, oh, you know, you know what she did. Even, even if you slip and like, I have cousins that have slipped and like became drunks and stuff later or got into drugs later, as long as they didn't do what I do and say, it's not true. They're fine. Like the church doesn't like it, but the family didn't throw him out. You know, the family's like, oh, he's just going through a hard time. He'll be back. It's fine. You know, but if you speak out and you're like, no, I'm done. I'm. I'm not doing that anymore. It's crap. I don't like it. Then they come after you. So I don't know if every family would, but that's what happened to me. Yeah, that's it wasn't wild. fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun at all. They said my grandma was like, well, and the only reason why CPS didn't happen was because my daughter was 17 and they knew she was close to 18. And they said they could tell there was some fishy about it. And the CPS lady said, okay, well, I'm going to put you on the stand and you're close to 18 and I will perjure you if you are lying. And my daughter was like, I don't even know what she wrote on that paper. My grandma wrote it. <laughs> they were like, what? So they dropped the whole case. But still, I had to go through all of that. I mean, I was pregnant at the time with our last baby and it was brutal. Brutal. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It was bad. And it was all because she heard that I was listening to that Bishop Earl guy and whatnot on in my own bedroom on my laptop. And they were like, you're listening to anti-Mormon propaganda. And I am. <laughs> so is it safe to say that there's really no separation of church and state in Utah? There's none. No, there's not. It's so, it's so controlled. And when the thing from 2020 that will never go away happened, the church came out and told everyone, all of their people that they should all go and get their kids done and get themselves done for the cure, the cure to be safe. And they pushed it on their whole everybody. And I was sick when I heard that because number one, there should never be anybody between you and your health, except a doctor, probably, you know, you, you need to decide what's best for yourself in general, but also with what happened with the side effects and everything later. I, and, and they just don't even care. I mean, they'll push it again when the they're, next they're, one they're about to, they will. That well, the I don't church know. I will think they stand. might have put that on a side burner now that we're about to have World War Three with Israel. Yeah, getting... Israel. I saw that. My husband didn't know what the heck I was. I was like, 
you know, this is like part of the prophecy of the end of the world, right? And he's like, and what? <laughs> we just gave Iran $6 billion <laughs> and Iran gave Hamas all these weapons that we left in Afghanistan. Yep. It's crazy. It's gonna going to be bad. On. It's going to be And we don't even not... need to be worried about Israel. Mm-mm. They are but not our will. friends. But they they always have been tied to America and America always stands with Israel. Well, because they've always us. controlled us. Yeah. And the Je- the because Je- the Jesuits. <laughs> They're all Jesuits. But yeah. Yeah, I think that there's a lot more going on than meets the eye there. But I I know this for a fact. I know that everybody should be noticing the signs of the times. And if you're not saved and you don't believe in in the Bible and Jesus, you better get that way real fast. Like, you don't have to do anything I say, but I'm here to tell you right now, like the earthquake that happened in Afghanistan, the wars that are breaking out everything that's going on. Like if you really aren't familiar with the signs and times of Noah, like maybe you should get that way. <laughs> Cause we're about there, you know, in the days of Noah will be just like that. And I, it's gotten nothing but worse, you know, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't but, definitely doesn't seem to be getting any better. Oh, no, I don't think it will. And even with the next election, people have their faith. And I'm like, are you guys ridiculous? Like, they're going to put whoever the hell they want. It doesn't matter what we vote. It's selected, not elected. And that's just the truth. So like, they're going to do what you, they want. Why have you chosen to remain in Utah? <laughs> We're stuck here. I would love to actually go, but um, we have adult children that are all pretty planted. And we have grandkids and... So do um, your children prescribe to the Kool-Aid over there? Or they nope, nope. Luckily, they're, my... they're spared from the uh, <laughs> the shame that you got yeah, because I'm yeah. assuming they never made it through the temple, right? Nope, they so never. They're have not to. looked at under the same no. lens as you. They're still uh, in their eyes or in their world, savable. Yes. And they treat them very different. Like if you want to go with some of the family, like treats them normal, even though I would say I have, I mean, I can be crass at times. I'm really a loud mouth. Like I just say what I think, but like not loud mouth as in uh, just obnoxiously loud for no reason. But if I have a, a feeling on something, I'm just going to say it, you know, and I don't sugarcoat anything because a sugar-coated dog turd is still dog turd. So I just skip that because I'm not about that, you know, but my daughter's almost worse than me in that respect. And they, they just love her. They think she's great. Like same with my husband. There's no shame on him. It's mostly me. And he feels bad about it. I mean, don't misunderstand. He feels, he feels sad that it's like, it is, they don't do anything outwardly per se anymore. Cause I have no contact with my family and, um, other than the ones that are out, I only have my mom who's here, another reason. And then I, my brother died and so did my dad. So I didn't, ha- I don't really have anybody else. All the extended family has pretty much written me off and they think I'm a thief and a, a bad person. And his family never really got close with me and, it it was awkward, you know, from the get go, because they knew all that. So it, they're not mean to me. They just, um, 
I think they have a certain opinion and I mean that I can't change that. You know, if they see my podcast, which I always, last time she asked, she was like, his, his mom's really, really, really religious. And she's like, Oh, so what's the name of your podcast? And I'm like, Oh, they swear a lot on there. The people I interview, you wouldn't like it. She's like, yeah, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I'm oh, like, wow. oh, thank goodness. I'm like, Oh boy. Cause otherwise, I mean, but eventually somebody somewhere is going to see it. I mean, it gets out and I just, whatever it is, what it is like, what can you do? I'd rather save the people that are worth saving than try and change people's minds. Same thing with the other situation that we went through in 2020. Like we pushed it so hard trying to help them. I'm like a nurse. I'm reading JAMA studies. I'm talking to you. I'm telling you what I'm learning. Like I'm telling you the things I'm hearing. I'm telling you all this stuff and you're still not listening to me. And it was like battling. And finally, I just said to my husband, let them do what they're going to do. Cause it's you're, you're preaching to somebody that's not going to change their mind. And same thing for the church. They're not going to be the ones that change their mind, but maybe I can help somebody else. You know, sure. God spared me for a, a lot of reasons. I think it both in near death experiences and in this whole situation. And I'm so grateful that I feel like I have to speak it. Like some people don't, it would be easy for me to not, I never sure. wanted to do podcasting. I never knew I'd do this. Like it would be, it was so weird. Well, that's but what I, I was thinking, you know, for you to have gone through all of this and to continually put yourself through it on top of remaining in Utah, like it, it seems like not too many people are going to choose the least easy path to live you know like it surely it can't be i mean because there's got to be no escape from it like so are there other like are there catholic churches baptist churches are there other denominations of christianity in utah or is it kind of i mean i know it's predominantly a mormon state but like it it's be it's um it's changed leaps and bounds so in the small i'm in a not small city but like not a big city either. It's kind of in the middle. And we do have a non-denominational Christian church. Now we do have a Catholic church. Um, and I remember when it went up cause they put it right by a Mormon church and it just ticked all the Mormons off, but sure. yeah, they have a church on every corner. You, you know, it literally, there is a church almost, it's a joke, but it's real. Almost every block we have a LDS church. And now what they're doing, ooh, they're so sneaky. It bothers me. My husband showed me it on the maps. Oh, look, it's little friend. My husband showed me on the maps and you know, the, the Mormon churches used to be shown with the angel Moroni blowing the trumpet. And then the Christian churches or Catholic churches or Baptist churches were shown with a cross because Mormons don't like the cross. They'll never wear a cross and they don't like the cross. And so my husband went on the little map thing the other day and he's like, you know, they changed them all to crosses. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, all the LDS churches now are have crosses on them on Google Maps. And I was like, that is so not okay because they're probably getting people that have no clue. And then they're already in it. And like I said, it's great until you go to a certain level. And I guess if you really buy the Kool-Aid and you're a person that's like, 
yeah, I think this is great. No matter what, they probably are really happy with their decision and doing all that stuff, but like, they're not going to go learn anything, you know? So they're welcoming, they're helpful. Now they're leading probably people to the church that were just regular Christians looking for a normal Christian church. So, so are there, are there like for every physical separate church building, is there a, 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 a temple for <laughs> that church building? There's, they do it by the population. So like in the city I live in, there was never a temple here. We had to go to Ogden. Ogden's a little closer, yeah. like there's Salt Lake and then there's like Davis County and then there's Ogden, which is Weber County. So in Salt Lake County, they had the big temple that's been there forever since Brigham Young and all that. Then it started, they started popping up everywhere. There's all these little towns about every 15 miles and now they have one halfway through to my town. They have one in my town. They have one in Ogden, which is 10 miles away. They have one in Logan. I mean, they, they have them just, it's all dependent on population. So if you have a certain amount of population, they'll build a temple there. And actually they built it right down from my grandma's old house. She would have been so happy if she were still alive. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, I wasn't at all. I was like, Oh, but yeah. Ogden's you, a big deal in hell on wheels. You'll Oh, Ogden, yeah. And Ogden had a temple there and they're redoing all of them right now, which there's a complete grid system underground in Salt Lake. And I believe in Ogden as well, which I think is Ogden's where the Transcontinental Railroad came to completion. Uh, I think it was in Bernal, but I don't know for sure. Like Promontory well, the, Point or no. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all close by and there is a big rail station that has like all kinds of old fashioned stuff sure. at the Ogden rail station. But it it's wild to me how much like it's changed. The temple used to be like in, only in big cities, bigger cities. Now they're making all of them like pop up everywhere. And they, I mean, cause they know they are big preppers. I will say that they have a really good basis for like end of the world type prepping they really push that so i'm assuming it's going by the signs of the times that they're building more and more temples you know but i don't know for sure i'm not in anymore but i know they're everywhere now and they didn't used to be they're popping up and you can't go in there like if you tried to go in there like they would arrest you really like you, you can't go in there you can visit the temple grounds and they decorate them really pretty at Christmas, but you cannot go to the temple and it's surrounded by gates and everything. You can't fake it either. Everything's all, they're not dumb. They got digital. Now everything's digital. Uh, -uh. You, you can't mess around. You won't get in there. Mm. Only people, the only people that have gotten in there to help like break this all open is people that stayed members that didn't believe in it and they wore like those google glasses and they like recorded the whole thing that's where wow. some of those pictures came from that i sent you is from people that went undercover that's how bad you got to do it you got to like become it like and it takes at least a year and a half so so if yeah. i were to just pop up to the to the church and say hey i want to join your church it would take me about a year and a half to book to I'm even yep. uh, even thought about getting <laughs> to the temple part yep. of that's crazy because you have to be a member for a full year 
And then, so whatever date you got baptized, then after that year, they have to go through and make sure you're doing everything you're supposed to. So you're supposed to be, and their rules are, some of their rules are good. They're so supposed I would have to be, to be rebaptized under their yes, thing okay. to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They don't baptize people to God. That's exactly the words they say. You are now baptized as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They don't baptize you to baptize you to well, God. See, I could I feel like I should get a pass because I was baptized in the Church of Christ. <laughs> we just don't have of the Latter-day Saints. I mean, I figure we're all Latter-day <laughs> Saints, ain't we? <laughs> they don't they don't think that they're they're no and it's all like recorded like it's all digitalized and they know everything like and to get your name off of the records like if you don't want to do this anymore and you want to be done you can't just call up and be like i want my name taken off no you gotta go through you gotta sign like an affidavit you gotta go through a whole big thing and they still count all those people as people in the church like people like me that I, I'm not going to take the time because I figure eventually they're going to catch wind of my podcast and they'll excommunicate me and then it won't take so long. <laughs> uh, That's they're, what they're, I'm let it be their problem. Yeah, yeah I'm like, they'll expedite the process for you. Yeah, because then otherwise they're going to fight me on it. So I'm like, I'm not going to fight what them you, on what it. What do you mean they're going to fight you? That they try to make you go to a bishop's appointment and they make you like, come in and talk with them. Oh, they want to I'm, reprogram. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. So I'm like, you know what? You guys can just find out on your own and kick me out cuz that sounds a whole lot easier. That's like, so insane. Yeah. So so as of right now, <laughs> they just think that like you just like dipped out. She's AWOL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm AWOL. But they know and they send the missionaries sometimes and I tell them straight to their face. So I'm shocked I haven't been like kicked out yet because when the missionaries show up, I'm like, I'm an apostate. I don't believe in it. And I don't, and is that I don't like mean, that an like apostate telling... means like I'm against you. I, yeah, but I like, would that be like telling telling Ronald Weasley, hey, I, I, I'm a death eater? Like <laughs> that level of... of like, are they just like filled with dread or yeah. is it like they're immediate need to just save you on the spot probably some saving because they're actually out in the mission field to save people but i've told them before i'm like don't come at me with your stuff i'm like you're nice and i'll let you use my bathroom but don't come at me with your crap like i know everything and my husband sometimes will mess with them because he's a He's naughty. He'll be like, they'll be like, can we share a word with you today? And he's like, can I share a word from the Bible with you today? And they're like, yeah. And, and so he'll like give them the Bible verse. And they're like, hmm, I've never heard that one before. And I was laughing because I, I was like one of the main ones. I can't remember. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, they never heard it before. And it, I, he cracks me up. I won't do it. I don't like playing the game. I'm not rude, but I'm like, I'm an apostate. You can't teach me anything. I know everything that there was to know I did it all. And I am saying it's completely evil. And they just look at me like I'm going straight to hell. So so what would what would your advice be to anybody that that might encounter a missionary or two knocking on their door? They don't, you know, they could be from whatever background, but they don't they don't want to talk to them. They don't want to let them in, but they don't want to just be rude. What what do you suggest do? Do remember that those people are like children. They're either 18 or 19 or they only go till they're 21 right. or 22 max. So be kind, 
they get enough door slammed in their face. I'm still a Christian at the end of the day. Like the one girl, the last time she was like, I really got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, I would never make somebody not go to like, you can use my bathroom. (laughs) Like what? Like, that's fine. You know, I just don't want to hear your message. And if you need something or if I can help you with something great, because maybe I'll be the one Christian they remember didn't do that. Like I'm, I'm always hopeful to help people out. Just like we can't be, we always have to be shepherds too. You know, we're, we're fighting a battle against something that they don't even understand because they've probably been like I was my whole life indoctrinated since you were born Sure, and we can't blame them. You know, so a lot of times I would, I would just say, there's going to be nothing. I don't want to hear like your full message. I, I think it's great. You think that this is something you're convicted to do. Uh, you should really put the time into reading the Bible. I would always encourage people just because they don't, they don't read the Bible and I don't think they get it enough. And that's why my husband does that. He also is a smart aleck and he's also a redhead and they're full of it. But <laughs> I think that's a good point, though, that you make, because like if they if you still treat them like with respect as like a human being. And again, like you're being a good Christian and maybe even you mentioned like, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm you know, you're more than welcome to use my bathroom. Can I get you some water? Can I get, you you know, send you on your way with something to eat, whatever the case may be. But later on down the road, if they end up like you and they start realizing like this is not the way to go they'll probably remember you and be like ah you know that lady was very 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 kind to me super nice and and not not everybody's just gonna mm-hmm. throw you out on their tail like a like a salesman you know yep. and that's my big thing is the whole reason why I started this podcast which I didn't start this podcast I went on a show with Josh Monday and then I went on two more shows with Josh Monday and after that he was like, you know, people listen to you a lot. You probably should share your stuff because that Mormon show got a lot of hits. He's like, I'm talking like 5,000 hits or some crazy number. And I was like, what? And then he was like, you should probably just think about it. And I I was like, you gotta be crazy. Like I, I, I didn't even want to go on the show because I'm a nurse and I'm just this, I was very normie until 2020. And I didn't really feel like my stuff was like, important to share I guess like I did the well but when you're going when you're like a normal person you're like no nobody's gonna listen to you you know what I mean like I don't know and then the more people that I've talked to they're like no this is crazy like no nobody talks about this you should talk about it and so I felt convicted to do it. I prayed a lot about it. I didn't just snap into it real fast and silly. Like I prayed so much about it because I'm like, okay, is this going to help people? Cause ultimately that's all I care about. Like, is this going to help people or not? And I felt so strong about it that I was like, okay, I guess we're going to do this. Like I never thought I'm, I've never wanted to be, I never thought I'd be, I just, I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Well, I can honestly and, say I've never <laughs> turned on a show that you were on and have been bored or disappointed with the oh, show because you, I, it's just, I didn't want to bring you on here and then talk to you about the exact same thing yeah. that you go and you talk to on Sunday night or you go and talk right. to on Red Pill Cartel or wherever else you show up. I, I, 
I'm really glad that you sent me the pictures that you did ahead of time and actually had something you wanted to, cause I didn't know what we were going to talk. I mean, I didn't right. know what we were going to do. And I was, this has been amazing because I've never heard anything, you know, it, the way that you have shown the parallels between Masonic, you know, rituals and Mormon rituals like there for a minute, if you don't have a background history of, you know, the Mormon faith that the blinds get blurred there for a minute. I was like, wait, are we still talking about Mormons? Or are we talking about <laughs> you're like, wait, Masons wait. again? Like, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to do with my hands over here. Well, and the Mason shakes, like we didn't even get into that. Those, those handshakes, Joseph Smith made them into the, they're actually the signs. And so he mm -hmm. changed them. So like the sure sign of the lion's paw, he changed to the sure sign of the nail. So he made them, he just tweaked it just a little bit, but it's the same exact sign. And, and are there you... different grips with <laughs> yes. different levels of, mm -hmm. what do you, you call it? Level uh, ascension? Ritual? You have to know these ascension. So to pass, they believe that the veil is guarded by angels and sentinels that know these handshakes and they are identical to the Mormon handshakes that we get. Sure. And then we have a guy that puts his hand through this little curtain and you have to do the handshake with him and then you do it again and again to the other handshake and then if you don't know those or the name of it then you can't pass by into fake heaven so like at the end the whole thing is like a a, a play to get to heaven so that you do it over and over and over so you know those signs and symbols when you die and then they give you a new name and my name I told to my husband, my name was Abigail, which I shouldn't tell anyone, but this is all I refuse to hold secrets. Like a lot of Mormons, like Mormon stories and the Mormon podcast, they, they say, we're not going to talk about it because of, of respect. And I understand their position. My position is I will refuse to keep anything in the dark because I'm helping people into the light. I'm not going to keep things in the dark that are crap because God put me here. And this is why, and, and that's what I'm doing. So if I don't come out with it, then I don't even need to be here. Like, I mean, you know, entertaining or not, I'm trying to save people's souls from like necromancy and weirdo stuff. So Absolutely. anyway, you give your name to your husband. He, he will go through the veil. He gives the little signs and the handshakes to the guy. He goes through the veil and he, they ask him his name. And that, that guy's God, fake God behind the veil. And so he gets pulled through and guess who calls my name? Not God, my husband. Because uh. he is my God, right? <laughs> and so, and I'm not like one of those women that are not, like I believe in the Bible and I believe the man should still be the head of the household and in and, and a lot of ways, but like we still do everything together. Like he's the head in a certain way, like biblically, or if there's a major decision and we really differ on it. Okay. But he's always going to listen to me because he loves me like Christ loves the church. So he loves me enough to know that if I feel strongly, I'm going to be not happy. So we make every decision together, which people make this so weird. And they're like, well, you have to bow to your husband and you have to bow to patriarchy. And it's not, it's not that in the Mormon church. It is that though. They do put that over on their wives and they say, I'm the priesthood holder. Your 12 year old son has more authority than you do. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
your 12 year old, any boy that has the priesthood, he has more than I have. And so at 12 years old, they get their first stuff and he has more than I got. And so if I'm sick and I need a blessing where, by the way, they're real loosey goosey on the laying on of hands, which in the Bible, it says be real, real careful about laying on of hands. You don't just want to throw that around. They do that when you're sick. They do that when you're, you know, need help with something. They do it all the time. And then they give you a special blessing. I've, I haven't mentioned this in other ones. I don't think they get, they have a patriarch in your, in your church. And they give you a prophesying blessing and tell you what tribe of, uh, of whatever you're from, like all the Mormons are from the tribe of Ephraim. So like, but if you were Brown, I bet you'd be like the tribe of, you know, Lehi because he was darker or whatever, you know what I mean? So they tell you what one of the 12 tribes you're from, and they give you this blessing on your life. And they say like, you'll go on, you'll have kids, you'll do this, you'll do that. Like it's fortune telling almost. And they anoint you with oil to do this. And it's like super private. And I can't find mine. I looked everywhere because I was like, I'm bust this out. Maybe I should get a copy before they throw my ass to the curb. But because <laughs> <laughs> they'll send it to me. But I'm like, you know, that seems so we weird. Like when it says all over the Bible, you're not supposed to do future telling stuff like that. So why are, why are they doing that? You know, they put this blessing on kids when they're like 16 and you're talking about their whole future and how you should be strong in the church and strong in the faith. And a lot of it's basic. I'm sure just like my special name, I thought my name was super freaking cool. I was like, oh yeah, I got this cool name. And then I'm like, what if you forget your name? And then I'm, I talked to my grandma and she's like, oh, don't worry. You just call and tell the temple what day you went through and they'll know what your name is. I'm like, why? She's like, cause all of them got the same name that day. I'm like, oh, okay. That is cool. so crazy. It's almost like a way to keep tabs on you. Yep. And you well, the Masons, I mean? Masons get new names when they go through. So it, it's very, you should talk, you should show your Mason friend like this episode and a couple of my episodes and just see his face and be like, because <laughs> a lot of the Masons I've talked to are like, what? Like they're just blown away. You should, I think you should link up with uh, Thomas from the Paranoid American. All right. Yeah. Because he's him. an he's an active, I believe. Yeah. Don't oh, so he'll know. He's an active Mason. Is is <laughs> he? Oh wow. Yeah, he's he's a practicing Mason. So he'll know. He'll know the stuff. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Because I haven't been able to be on with one. I've talked to one, but they're like, this stuff is secret. I'm not. I'm not gonna go on <laughs> your show. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the OTO stuff I looked out and found out because Patriot went on. So I'd love to link up with somebody on the Mason side because he was an OTO member. He was it was more Crowley stuff, but it was still similar. And I'm like, how come we're doing devil worship stuff in there? Like what? Who knows? What? I might get the wild hair up my ass and I might go join my yeah, local you gotta lodge be naked. just to just to uh <laughs> And I'm too old to care about that now. <laughs> I, I, this was this was you know ten almost you know dozen years ago when I was young and right. still cared about what other people thought. Now if some old man wants to look at my crusty ass, he's more than welcome. Ah! To. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many naked people. I think if I ever saw something like that, I would walk in and be like, "Oh, they're not dressed? What? Because I'm a nurse. <laughs> oh, I've like seen that more kind naked of party. people." 
Yeah. I've seen more naked people than I can count. My kids are always laughing about that. I'm like, I don't care if somebody showed up streaking, I'd laugh. Yeah. Do it. That'd be awesome. That would be the best. Because I guarantee you ain't nobody around here listening to me talk on a podcast. (laughs) Just a second. Oh, man. I'm just mind blown. Truly just. I'm just thinking about everything she's she's said since we started and I'm just wow. Guys there. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's a lot. Every that's- once in a while, every once in a while, my earphones like to play this game that they aren't connected anymore, and I have no <laughs> idea why it doesn't. So. Do you, do you hook up like, your earbuds? Just, you Bluetooth <laughs> them to your computer? Uh-oh. Now I'm losing sound. What? I mean, that's what you. I do. I Hold just on. Bluetooth one of my earbuds to I'll the just laptop. Change it. See, I when my my brother built me this computer, but I don't think he put in a like a Bluetooth transmitter or receiver. Yeah. Or else I would be doing the exact same thing. But I might have I might have a fix to that. So I, I want to. Well, I was using computer. some headphones, but the 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 headphone jack on the laptop just shitted out on me one day. So I this had no like choice but pair. to use Bluetooth. Yeah, that's smart. My because uh, I hang my headphones right over my little boom right here, yeah. and my cats fucking play with it at night. Oh, bro, I thought the when, when that happened, I thought the I thought the show was gonna be done for a while until I could buy a new laptop because you know I didn't. It took me like a I had to sit there and really put my Cro Magnum man thinking cap on and scratch around <laughs> for a minute. And I was like, oh dumbass. Okay, I need a Bluetooth, Bluetooth receiver. What were <laughs> yeah. you saying? I need a what what. A Bluetooth receiver thing. Oh yeah, said? yeah. Sorry, you, uh, you. I think you lost, you lost hearing us. But yeah, no. I'm, I need to get a Bluetooth receiver. I have one that I use when I used to game. I would plug it into so I can connect my controller to my laptop. So I think I might be able to use that to make it work. Work, but but my PC doesn't have a. It was built by my brother, so it doesn't have a Bluetooth like transmitter. So. Dude, I bet there's a way you could buy buy something like you could put it into a USB port. Yep, that's all. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I have I have one. It's an Xbox one, but I still think it would work. I actually have two of them just in case one of them takes a shit. But I'm gonna give that a try because. But I do. I like this better. Like I was using like the big when I first started, like the big old honky headphones, and um, you know that was cool. But I always have issues with the cords, and I think Bluetooth's just the way to go. Yeah. Keep it simple. But yeah, that was some good a, shit. I'm about a month out from getting my Christmas bonus. I'm hopefully going to be getting a new computer soon. I'm looking forward to that. My computer's new, but boy, this is being naughty right now. <laughs> I'm thinking, or, or, are you using I keep, a, losing, I keep losing hearing. Are you, one thing that I was thinking of, Hank, is that when I get my taxes back, I really, there's a lot of things I've been like, should we get like a Nikon P1000, like all this stuff? But I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking like an iPad would be dope because you can do all your podcasting, especially yeah. the newer iPads are badass. Because if I had it set up and if I move over here, it'll automatically the camera will automatically find me. Oh, really? If that makes sense, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. 
I remember but, um, Catalyst saying when back when I first met him, he was saying he did his pod from a from a laptop or a iPad. MacBook. Yeah. Yep. 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 We shall see. Heidi, can you hear? I might get a minute. I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm waiting for it to behave itself. <laughs> I'm hoping it will. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. It's you are completely fine. Being crazy. I've never had it be this bad. Like it's always it's always worked after I reset it, but of course. If something can go wrong, it will go wrong because we were on fire for a minute. <laughs> hey, it, Heidi, if it makes you feel any no, better. No, that's how it goes, right? That's, that's that Mormon goes. FBI agent getting mad at you and messing there with go. you. All right. Yeah, no kidding. We were talking about demons there. <laughs> I think we were just about at the end anyways. <laughs> we were doing... Hank and I did a show with... Uh, uh, trebles from uh paranoid radio he's also someone you should reach out to um and we were in the middle of recording everything was going great and then i get a little thing on my zoom saying i have five minutes left and i'm like what the fuck uh. so i go i go to pay my bill and i owe zoom like over 200 bucks and I, oh. i'm not fucking gonna pay it how do you so yeah, know owe zoom because what it ha what had happened was is I kept like when I fired up Zoom, I would get these little things saying, hey, um, failed to process payment. So I'm like, what the fuck? So uh -huh. I would go into the settings and it says that my subscription is still active. So what it did was for 10 months, it was allowing me to keep going without paying. And that's their and, fault. And then I know and I, I couldn't figure out because I'm looking at my bank. I'm like, I'm not seeing the $14.99 come out every month. I don't know what's going on. And long story short, yeah, it all caught up to me. So now I oh, now shoot. I use StreamYard because I'm not like, paying the two. Crazy. I'm not paying that two hundred dollars. It's not happening. Yeah, I would just. I was gonna ask you why you switched because I I do Zoom, but I don't I don't love some of the ways it is a little difficult sometimes, especially to add your intro, like when you're going on to add intro or whatever. And I might just change it so it dips right in, like how you guys do, like the intro to the show at the beginning. I I have like a little video thing, but I'm not in love with it that much. It drives me crazy sometimes. You know? Well, I like StreamYard because I want to start doing like monthly. <laughs> I want to do like one monthly show live. So it'll, oh, be, yeah. it'll be streamed on like uh, Twitch and, and wherever else. So I think that'd be, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm, I'm using it. And it's, I'm still paying, I think I paid, I think I'm paying 20 bucks a month for it, but you can do so much like crazy shit. But then again, you have to look at, and I don't even know how to do this. You have to look at how many people are watching your podcast or how many oh. people are listening. Because if most people listen and for Hank, Hank just does audio, which is mm -hmm. totally fine. So it doesn't matter the platform. You might as well go with the cheapest route. Right. You know, but and I didn't with even the think Zoom, about with the Zoom, you can upload it to Spotify, but then Spotify won't let you do ads until you get to some ungodly amount of listeners. Like that's in a not, month. no, you just got to have a hundred listens a month. Oh, really? And you probably time, got and, that. And I'm, oh, man, I, got I don't even, over. I don't even have a hundred followers and I'm able to do ads. Yep, me too. So, We've actually I been slacking be the last weird. two months. I need to actually, after we get done recording, I'm probably going to record the ad read so that we can 
because we made like yeah. in one month we made a whopping like 58 cents right uh, <laughs> which, it's not a money builder but it, no. for sure to like offset like i i went in to try and do it and i had like hundreds of listens in like a month and and they were like no you don't qualify for ambassador ads blah blah, blah. i think you have to wait you, it has to be like consecutive months or yeah something. it's oh. weird it's weird but you i guarantee you right now like i can almost guarantee you that you have it because you you got more than i do for sure it was See, weird. i don't i, was I don't like, know oh. how i would even go about adding a audio to my show because i use uh uh or adding visual to the, the show because i just use an audio software audio oh. editing software that's how i build my show i'll let i'll let this uh download from zoom and then i'll run it through a converter program and then i can put it into this other program and put my intro in and yeah mess with the audio and then put my outro on it and send it out but i don't think the it only would work. intro yeah the only thing that is ever a problem is the freaking intro like otherwise you can drag it it's a drag and drop for the video yeah. you just take it and pop it in there but then you got the intro problem like today right. my one i'm releasing today it's not gonna have my intro on it because of this very reason i'm like fine whatever well we can it came do as a shortcut uh, we can do um on a future on a future day we can do a, a zoom meeting and i'll share my screen okay. and i'll show you how to easily do an in like it is okay freaking easy yeah because um, i'm having issues with it and i'm like this is so stupid like people yeah. send me files and sometimes it'll be from Streamyard or wherever <laughs> and like it came as an mp4 but it came as a shortcut and so that that and i could have contacted and gone through that and i didn't want to yeah. like bother them you know what i mean it's kind of like you don't want to make it their problem you know what i'm saying because a lot of my podcasts right now are like share podcast because I literally can't do anymore because I'm doing two a week since I started shows and, yeah. and that's a lot for me because I work and have the kids I don't sure. know I know Kyle's crazy he does I don't know how many yeah doing. me and Kyle kind of got <laughs> our doing? plates full because I try yeah. to do two episodes a week just on the on my 643 and then me and Kyle have holistic roots and we try oh, to get a yeah. show in at least once a week and then he's got Sunday night <laughs> and I wild. feel bad because Kyle's oh always gosh. there for me whenever I need Kyle to jump it's, on he's well, always there for me but I'm never able to be go, there Kyle. for him because it's he wants right. to start it like nighttime for him and yeah. by the time that he starts like i've got like 30 minutes till my wife says we're going to bed and yeah when, when the warden says it's time to go night well, you go night true you don't want to miss you don't want to miss nighttime mr <laughs> mr Fre mr freeze's daughter as he yeah, I, yeah. I, might, I, I might end up having to sleep on the couch or something she'll take up the oh, whole bed no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh dude, I'm freezing like right thing. now, dude. Like it's not even 70 degrees outside. She's still got the air conditioner on. If it was just me in here, I wouldn't have the air on. I wouldn't have no fan on. But no, we gotta have it no. all going. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> you guys are doing a lot of shows then a week. Holy crap. We're trying. I know we don't always didn't... hit our marks, but yeah, that's why I noticed you don't put out like uh this is out now you just let them out i'm like holy cow kyle's like ripping them out there well i so i i kind of dude i've been slacking man like i have been doing shows but like as soon as i'm done especially if i'm doing like a night show as soon as it's done recording or and and the files upload i put my mm -hmm. headphones on and i'm done 
And then yeah. I'll do that like three or four times. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't even put any of these episodes out. So just the other day when I went in and corrected um, oh, no. the, your name change, I was like, I'm already fucking sitting down, dude. I might as well just start cranking them out. So I have another one mm-hmm. I just did with Legit Bat that was fucking awesome. So oh, that'll wow. be coming out um, here in a couple of days. But I like to kind of bank them and save them because if shit mm-hmm. happens during the week and someone cancels or whatever i still have a show to put out so it's i wish i had me a couple in my back pocket i could whip out (laughs) i have some back pocket but the thing about mine are all like how he was saying i'm glad this show didn't do that but a lot of times they want to know certain things and then you're doing very similar stuff for me because i'm interviewing on other people's shows i'm not having people on my show yet because there I have no time left like I'm <laughs> it seems like I'm doing them all the time or trying to upload something or doing something for it and I'm like I got kids so we homeschool and all that well it's like Montessori but they require a lot more there so like you have to go chaperone you have to do things so I'm like oh that's how it's gonna be for now I guess <laughs> oh well I, hey, I jump on the taverns yeah different tavern shows that you guys do you know are, are they does uh i know you you were on on friday right hank no i wasn't able to make it no oh uh, shit. no we've been yeah. having our hot water heaters pretty much shit the bed and between that and we we had one kid that decided that they were going to become the devil incarnate this weekend and i had to work all day saturday so i didn't get to go hop on the tavern i wanted to he he invited me on. I was wanting to be there for for Ghost Return to the Tavern, but I was oh, unable wow. to oblige. I'll it, be on there again soon, though. I'm sure. It was um, it was pretty early though. It was earlier than normal. I think it was what like was it four thirty your time? Yeah. Oh, I, see, I wouldn't was... have even. I would have been two 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 and a half hours late to it anyway because I get off work mm-hmm. at four thirty my time. Yeah, I I didn't get invited to the one this week, but then Davey invited me to one and then I was already on the Christian one, the coalition with Drew. I just saw that. I just saw I was like, I'm sorry. I've got to listen to that one. See, I I, I'm I'm glad I a lot of people (laughs) drop stuff during the weekend that I that I follow because by Friday I have no podcast to listen to. I've been burnt through everything from the week and and so it gives me a nice little monday like and tuesday yeah, i'm like yeah because yeah. i while i'm at work that's all i'm doing is listening mm-hmm. to podcasts while i work with that's one what ear, i do one ear yep, buddy one ear yep and that's getting on too. down the road and yep, everybody knows just when 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 you're at work with hank you just gotta speak up a little louder he can hear you he i he, he'll hear you i'm I just tell him to give me the signal and i'm Ryan yeah. and, and whoever <laughs> And look at folks oh, in their face funny. listening to three people talk at ah. once. <laughs> hey, your wife, your lips. wife probably appreciates all that multitasking. Well, no, I don't play those games around her. She ah. <laughs> but it no. teaches you to multitask other things. So oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Cause guys yeah. sometimes Cause I mean I used to that. be I used to not listen to podcasts, like, but it wasn't too far too too long before I started mine that I even got on the podcast wagon. Like it might have been four, three or four months before I started my oh, show wow. that I even jumped on the train. And I was a music guy. Like even now, there's a song playing in the back of my head while we're having this conversation. Like the jukebox is just always on. And <laughs> I just reached a point where I was at work. I was like, I cannot listen to fucking music anymore. 
There's only so much Pandora and music out there. Like I've listened to it all. Mm -hmm. I listened to it all. So I was like, let's give podcasts a try. And then that led to me being so interested in stuff that me and my original co-host started one up. They're like, here we are. (laughs) And it's it's been about what that was April. So that was January, February. So that's four. We're in what this is 10. So so half a year later and here you it's are. been a wild ride. Started yeah. from recording off of our phones. To... <laughs> That's how I did it with uh, my kids' puzzle light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, uh, that's my first episode with Josh. In fact, I didn't stop recording off my phone forever. And actually, in some respects, it's easier. I can share photos sure. really good. Especially if you're using the, uh... well, I imagine you could use zoom on your phone too but when we first started we were just using the spotify for podcasters app we were just recording yeah. straight from that app oh, wow. and then you didn't have to worry about converting or you just hardly had you had you had one editing tool and that was to like crop crop mm. the ends off of it or you could uh enhance the audio right. that's what it said but there was no fine-tuning the audio there was no none of the converting it from none of that it was just all right there on the app and you uploaded it right there from your phone it was really easy but when you do when when you're using the spot because i still use spotify for podcasters to upload my shows but doing Mm -hmm. it from the laptop you get so much more uh abilities as far as with the show notes and and when you want to insert ad breaks and all that stuff i insert ad breaks to every show and i've never heard one single ad play on my show outside of the do you want to start a podcast like right right. i'll put six i'll put six or eight you know i'll put three two two ad break you know three two ad ad breaks throughout a show depending on how long it is or whatever but when i listen back to it i'd never hear them and like I'm not getting paid for anything. Like I was only getting paid for the ambassador ad. So I don't know. I still think I'm still missing something, but that's what I think. I'm I'm just always confused about how it works. So I'm like, I, I don't qualify for ambassador, and I've never seen anything else. So I was like, Man, I never fine. started this to make a dime, but no, half a year but to later, cover the cost. Thinking, it Man, would, it would be, nice. be, it'd be yeah, it'd be nice if it paid for the the Zoom cost the each Zoom. month. Yep. Yeah. Not even anything big, just something small like that. But, I mean, and I'm not knocking yeah. on people that are able to pay bills off of it because I mean, if yeah. people wanted to, you know, felt so obliged to help me pay some rent around here <laughs> <laughs> or, or tote this grocery bill for these bottomless right. pits of kids of I have, but, you know, I, I wouldn't complain, but that's not why we started this. No, no. I don't think that's why anybody does it that stays in it anyway. There's only a few elite people that get that many plays that you're making big money i think people think it's a lot different than what it really is you know sure it's kind of funny (laughs) all right well my kids are uh jumping on me they're saying let's go let's go before we uh wrap this up why don't you (laughs) let everybody know where they can find you miss heidi Yes, I am at Unfiltered Rise and I'm everywhere where any of the podcasts are serviced, uh, Apple, Spotify, um, all the other ones as well. And uh, I'm at unfilteredrise at gmail.com. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. I think I've covered them all at this point. (laughs) 
I but cannot yeah, come thank listen. you enough for coming on today. You have thank just, you. I'm going to be dwelling on what you <laughs> dropped today for a few days. Like I'm probably, it'll probably be Thursday and I'll text Kyle and be like, dude, they're think about gotta, this. And then it'll be something that you, we talked about today. Like you have blown my mind. Like I'm really going to start doing some deep, deep diving into it just for myself. If you haven't listened to the two Josh Monday episodes, because it breaks it down with pictures, like cool. what they're doing in each photo. So it's kind of nice to like put it with each thing. Cause back then I wasn't, now I just do it because I know, but back then I was real scared. <laughs> so I was very regimented. <laughs> well, I thoroughly enjoyed everything that you uh, brought for us today. And you have a open invitation anytime you want to come uh, back on, you. you're more yes. than welcome. Awesome. Well, I definitely will probably be taking you up on that. So I appreciate it. And Kyle too. Hopefully I'll be seeing you on another one since you're on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brother, let them know where you're at. Let me know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sunday night. We're at Sunday night. Come check us out. We're everywhere. Um, Holistic roots. Come check us out. Stay fly, stay blessed. You know, no holistic, holistic root discord server. Brewing oh, yeah, up no, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, I might even do that, that tonight. I might even do that today. Yep. I yeah. might even All do right. that tonight. Awesome. That's a good idea. Thank you for so we'll be we'll that. be spreading that around because I almost set it up yesterday after work. I was bored and I was like, nah, I better get with, <laughs> better get with Kyle. You're hey, <laughs> either or man, either or either or this is uh this is a uh anyhow. Yeah. Collaboration, <laughs> what else huh? say? It's like, yeah it'll be fun yeah. it'll be fun and then even a Heidi, if you ever want to hop on there and talk some holistic stuff that'd be dope yeah absolutely that For sounds sure. good to me all right sounds well hey like thank you again brother thank you again. Right. Always yeah pleasure. brother i'm thank you for thank coming you. on with me holding it down like i said you might as well be a permanent co-host of the permanent show at this point <laughs> i'll take it I'll take it. All but, right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank y'all for sticking with us to this point of the episode. We love y'all. And as always, we'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>